This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Happy Sunday. It's a Sunday kind of love and I'm Maya Tan. This week, we've got a bit of a treat for you. For fans of stories, we're going to bring back a bit of storytelling on the show. And we have the privilege of debuting a short story by a fellow Malaysian writer, Fu Sik Han. The story is about a little dog named Gamju, which means sweet potato in Korean, who innocently discovers something altogether dark in middle-class KL. The Spectacular Adventures of Sweet Potato, a.k.a. Gamju, by Fu Sik it took Gamju 20 rolls, 10 to the right and 10 to the left, for him to come up with a momentous judgement. This was the best rug. Not just a good rug, it was the best rug, the rug. There were good rugs, there were great rugs and there were amazing rugs that just wouldn't stop being amazing. But nope, this white rug was like no other. It was his favourite rug. He flopped his oversized head down, huge fabric worms flattening under his weight as surrounding fuzzy tentacles spread and fell gently over his snout. He let the soft, rumbling carpet massage his wiggling tummy all over and he snorted in satisfaction. Like all Welsh corgis, Gamju was a connoisseur of rugs, much more appreciative of fine furnishing than Mummy Hyonso or Opa Louis. They would never understand how much he loved that rug. It was the best thing to happen to him in Opa Louis' KL apartment, his new home. Maybe it was the best thing to happen to him in Malaysia. Hmm, that gave him pause. They had gone trekking a few days ago at Templar Hill. There had been lots of strange leaves to smell and funny flowers to bite, so different from the plants in Pusan. That had been, on the scale of things, pretty exciting, although Mummy Hyunseo didn't like the heat and had shrieked when Gamju had thrown himself into a swamp. <coughs> Gamju! Yep, rug. Definitely the best thing in Malaysia. The air was cool under the hum of the AC. Running Man was on TV and Mummy Hyunseo was in the study busy on the phone, leaving him to his own devices. It was only fair that the rug be given all the love it deserved. He stood up, shook his butt and lifted his right hind leg. He let the warmth strain out of him, smoothing its way into the rug. Mmm, that rug, it was loving it. You've got a taxi? A great. You can sleep off the jet rug. We can't wait to see you again. Louis is driving around to buy some takeaway. So when you reach... Gamju! He smiled with the shine of a thousand suns at Mummy Hyun Seo, who was screaming her head off. She must be in ecstasy witnessing the great depths of his love, the great lengths he would take to express it. How wonderful it was to have someone share your admiration for rugs. Uh, Eric, I'll call you back. No, my dog, it's uh, Eric, I'll call you back. Mummy Hyunseo did not look very happy. Gumju gulped, but the stream was still flowing and he would prefer it all be delivered wholesale to the rug. 
she picked up a plastic clothes hanger. Uh-oh. Naughty! Naughty boy! Gumju dashed off with the speed of an obese brown and white bullet, leaving some unrequited love on the floor behind him. He looked back. The damp spots were slowing her down. Why did she not understand? How could something so pure and unadulterated result in him being naughty boyed? He fumbled into the little storage room at the corner of the apartment and squashed himself into a box of deflated balls. Gamju! Mummy Hyunsyo yelled. Then she sighed. Ugh. She put away the clothes hanger and walked away. He peeked out in between limp basketballs, observing her picking up the rug. Can I try clean this? He heard her say, eh, What do I tell Louis? And Eric's coming soon. Ah, stupid boy. Ah. He whimpered and crawled deeper into the sad ball pile. Gumju's ambitions in life were simple. He wanted to be in one eternal state of bliss, which could be reduced to the following binary equation. Is Gumju good boy? Yes? No? Yes. He strived hard to ensure the consistency of this lifetime goal. He would smile at strangers and shake their hands. He would do little bum shakes when food came. Upon success, he would get tickles or nuzzlings or pets or sometimes treats. But the difficulty was assessing how not to, through his own volatile and or cheerful nature, face the dreaded question. Is Gamju naughty boy? Yes, debatable. Debatable. Check. It would be simple to avoid this undesirable state, but there had been times when both Opa Louis and Mummy Hyun Seo were around where the following truth could occur. Is Gamju good boy and naughty boy? For example, last evening, Opa Louis had given Gamju a strange Malaysian treat, which had been soft and chewy. It had tasted and smelt like Opa Louis' gym sock left under the bed for three weeks. Gumju had gagged and puked on the floor, which Opa Louis had praised and Mami Hyonsio had disapproved. Why did these things happen? Durian was the cruelest fruit, stinking. So, back to the question. Is Gumju good boy and naughty boy? Yes, check. Yes, check. That frightened and confused Gamju. Existential crises like these should never belabor cute dogs. The world was an unfair, uncaring beast. If only it could be caged. Speaking of caged, he was still trapped in the storage room. In any moment, Mummy Hyunsyo might pick up the clothes hanger again. Would sticking his tongue out and tilting his head to the side do the trick? That seemed effective with Opa Louie. Not so much with her. Gumju looked out of the box behind him, and his ears perked up. Above him was a window. He pushed himself out, hopped and skipped up the tower of boxes, kicking away blown light bulbs and old badminton rackets. He nudged the window open. It wasn't very wide, but Gumju had... Had he lost weight? He would just have to pretend he had. He jumped out the window and promptly got his butt stuck in the frame. Gumju's hind legs kicked and scratched the wall. 
Inch by inch, he squeezed through until finally, with all the grace and majesty he, a funny dog with stumpy legs being drawn by gravity, could muster, he fell down onto the floor of the common walkway outside the apartment. We'll be back with more of Gumjuice Adventures on a Sunday Kind of Love in just a moment. BFM 89.9 Back on a Sunday Kind of Love with me, Maya Tan. If you've just tuned in, we're bringing back a bit of storytelling this week with an intriguing little tale written by fellow Malaysian writer Fu Sik Han. If you've missed part one, do not fret. Do look out for the podcast later today on bfm.my. And now, we continue with the spectacular adventures of Gamju by Fu Sik Han. He stood and looked up. Mummy Hyunsyo must still be inside, fretting over the rug. Now he was out here, alone. The world became incredibly large. He shuffled over to a set of metal doors. Maybe Opa Louie was in the tiny room inside? He whined and sat down. A few teenagers came out of the room. They did little oohs and ahs at him, but Gamju was scarcely in any mood to entertain them. Perhaps Opalui was at another outside, which the room would lead to. The walls of the room had faded red tiles, and a small speaker played an old tune. was inside with his parents. When Gumju wobbled in, the boy's eyes grew large. <gasps> Puppy, he said with a tiny gasp. It's so cute, I'm gonna die. Deep, no fatalistic language, please. His father tried it, but the mother shushed him. The doors closed. I'm going to hug him. Can I hug him? said Deep. I don't care. The hugging begins now. He fell down to his knees and put his arms around Gamju. And Gamju had little choice but to pant and smile with his tongue out. <laughs> the father tried pulling the boy away. Come on, you can hug your toys back home. None of those are puppies. Deep explained with the deepest of logics. The father groaned, uh, Fine, but you have till we reach our floor, okay? Deep took his hands off Gamju and pushed every single number on the wall. He returned to the dog, ignoring his father's angry rumblings. When I hug you, it feels like forever, ever, forever, forever, forever. He whispered into Gamju's ears. Isn't there some regulation against pets in this condo? The father complained. That's why we moved here. It's not like management do their job anyway. We complained so much about that gila fellow in our block and they just tell us, Dear paying tenant, what do you expect? The mother said. The manko who smells like formaldehyde. 
I saw him again this morning. He was dressed in nothing but a loincloth. My eyes will never be okay. You think that's bad? Aisha with the binoculars in Block C, she says he's at the balcony every evening burning banana stalks, stark naked, and she swears he wears red body paint. <laughs> I hope it's red body paint. Which floor are we now? Six more. Deep, seize your hugging. Dad, this dog means the life to me. Deep cried with great empathy. How can you not understand that? He's everything I love and care for. That's it. I'm cancelling our subscription to Astro Bella and there will be no more telenovelas for you, young man. Let it go at once. Deep gave Gumju one last tight hug and then released him. You'll always be my lifelong friend, dearest puppy, he said. Gumju licked him on the cheek and stepped out into the darkness. He looked back. Though the boy's hands were already red with rashes, Deep waved at him, eyes wet with tears. We have a floor 3A? Gumju could hear the mother say before the doors closed with a final soft ding. Everything was dark. A heavy set of drapes had been drawn down over the world. All was silent. All was black. On the other floors of the apartment building, there were open windows looking out to the KL Twin Towers and the flashing billboards of the Amno building. Here there was a large pallet instead, and on it were rusty nails pinning unknown, fibrous things to the rotting wood. The walls were grey with mould, growing between cracks. Instead of bright doors leading to penthouses and apartments, there were only blocked exits boarded up with planks. Gumju cocked his head to the side. He licked the stale air and spotted something out of place. One door was unboarded and had been left slightly ajar. He peeked his head into the room. The air inside was cold and unfathomable, and it smelt like mud coated with sick and swamp rot. He couldn't quite see anything, and curiosity drove him to step all the way inside. The interior had the same layout as home, but there was a constant hum of blowflies. It was bare of furnishing, save for a table sitting against a wall close by. On it sat several jars smelling of all veterinarian offices, and inside were various preserved things. A cobra, chicken eggs, a toad, and oddly, two coconuts with a staff. A ratty tikar was left draped over the canister with coconuts. The door to what appeared to be a bedroom was closed, and Gumju could hear someone making some monotonous yet rhythmic chanting. Whoever lived on this floor did not seem to have any kind of taste at all. If Mami Hyunseo were here, she would have let her wrist go limp and pointedly note, Girl, we need a makeover! They probably would not even like dogs, notwithstanding his cuteness. They were probably bad people. Gumju held his head high and prepared to stride out. There was no need to disturb the bad person inside, who must be a massive weirdo anyway. Gumju made each step with deliberate pomp, until something changed. He hit something soft.
What happens next? We'll find out next week on A Sunday Kind of Love as we continue with the spectacular adventures of Sweet Potato, a.k.a. Gamju. And if you've missed any part of the show, catch up with the podcast on www.bfm.my. Before we go, this is Sia with Sweet Potato from the album Colour the Small One. Until next week, this is Maya Tan signing off on A Sunday Kind of Love on BFM 89.9. Happy Sunday! She cooks you sweet potato You don't like aubergine She knows to boil the kettle When you hum bars from Greece She senses you are lonely But still she can't be sure And so she stands and waits Stands anticipating How could she become a psychic And she longs to be to understand Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.